Theory Podcast. Yes. What's up, people? <laughs> Welcome to Creative Theory Podcast, the show that brings you conversations with visual artists about how they got to where they got, what their day-to-day is like, what their struggles are, <laughs> goals, goals, thoughts in the art world. Uh, the guest is making me laugh here. My name is Ilya. We're um, on Hastings Street, although today we can't look out the studio. The gates are broken, apparently. That's okay. It's not going to stop us. <laughs> We're in uh, Vancouver, BC. Uh, but most importantly, today in studio, we got a artist, illustrator, muralist, whose work combines the spirit of her paintings with her joy of effective visual problem solving. Very powerful. Um, her work is led by good feelings, gut feelings. I saw it on her website. Great. Priscilla, you. Thanks for joining the show. Hey. Uh, hello, hello. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Um, I was going to say it's good to have you back. How long are you back in Vancouver? Uh, I've been back in Vancouver since like end of August and then uh, my partner and I went to Denmark and Germany for like two weeks. Very nice. I was yeah. worried when you, but when you left for, what was that? Where you I was, so I was in Harrison Hot Springs right. for a year. Yeah. 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 My, uh, my partner was uh, the artist in residence. Uh, in the Ranger Station Art mm-hmm. Gallery in Harrison Hot Springs. Yeah. So we lived there for an entire year on the top of this, the top floor of this uh, Ranger Station Art Gallery. <laughs> very cool. I, I was, I remember being very curious when you told me that you're going to go because I feel like for some artists, the seclusion and the peace are, in fact, allows to create more work while for others, I mean... Man, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like a... You know, I, I would say that it was one of the most uh, challenging and amazing and beautiful years of my life. Yeah. At the same time? At all at the same time. Like, like every month was different. Like, I, I grew up in Vancouver, Burnaby. Okay. Um, so I was really not used to living between a lake and the forest. <laughs> and then, and just not a lot of people. Like a really small place, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the hardest part, I feel, was like... You know, I think before we moved there, I had this really romantic idea of just like, I can live anywhere as long as I have my laptop and my boyfriend and I'm making art. And then um, I, I quickly learned like that I really, really miss my friends. And like that, that, that was such a big part of like my world. I don't know, I feel kind of bad because um, I kind of like fell off the bandwagon with like chatting with my friends enough. When you were gone? Or? Um, like before that, right before like, you know, I was working part time mm-hmm. at a store doing visual merchandising and customer service. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I was doing art shows and started doing murals that summer. And I was really, really busy. And then I don't know, it like moving away gave me so much quiet time to like, I made a list of things I wanted to do that year. Um, you m- remembered all the friends that you're ignoring while you're here, is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> and then, I don't know, after the first two months of, like, getting into, like, checking things off my list of, you know, like, rebranding my website, my business cards, and, like, making a plan of what I was going to research for marketing strategy mm-hmm. and everything, nice. um, I started to get really lonely. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I feel like before we started, you told me, you said you're... Uh, most introverted social person is that the words I like I'm like the most uh, that actually sums it up better than what I said I said that I was an anxious I'm like I have so much social anxiety but like 
I really love people and I really like feel really outgoing at the same time. That's how I see you. Yeah, yeah, it's a strange combo that like it's like two parts that don't communicate with each other. But yeah, like living in Harrison really got me to like like because there's so much quiet. Like, <laughs> um, just really got me to get in tune with my brain and my like the voice in my head that oh this is not something. No, no, it's <laughs> good. But was it for the better? Did it, yeah. yeah. Did your art change a lot? I'm trying to think because uh, because even looking at your website, actually, this is how I was going to start this. Sorry, I'm, uh, I was actually going <laughs> to start the show, but saying how you're amazing, how amazing your website is. And in fact, uh, for people who want to see Priscilla's work, it's Priscilla U Y U dot C A or Priscilla U or at Priscilla U art on Instagram. Go check it out. But specifically check out her website because I feel like you've got a, such a well-rounded portfolio and your website is so beautiful. Thanks. I, that's how I was going to start this. But anyways, uh, I yeah. Said it now. yeah no that's what i worked on for the first four months and the reason yeah. i and the reason i bring it up is that for me the reason uh, i'm asking you whether your art has changed because i can tell because you do so many different types of art you know on your on your page you got illustration which means commission work for other people you got personal work you got murals and then you're doing all kinds of uh, interesting i don't know i almost want to say not merchandise but you're doing from clothes to there's a shoes collaboration you did anyways you do so much so I can tell, but from your perspective, has your art changed since going uh, to Harrison Springs uh, go and then going back? Uh, I think it has a bit. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I've been going on this really long trajectory from when I was in high school, like working off the same kind of style and having it develop more and more every year. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like I started... Well, I think when you look at my art, first of all, that there's usually kind of like this obvious like thing that you realize where I like color yep. and pattern shapes. and shapes. Yep. And that started from like doodling in high school and just mm -hmm. like working off trigonometry worksheets. And nice. um, that kind of developed into, you know, just me like having this tool to illustrate um, lots of different topics, mm -hmm. but have it like within that style mm -hmm. um and i think that i don't know every year it kind of shifts a little bit and because i was away from the city and just like focusing on you know drawing every day it has changed yeah. but i'm still kind of on the same i like i like kind of like squeezing as much as i can from like a rock <laughs> If that makes you, sense. No, you have to explain. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, part of the fun of doing my personal work is, like, not really knowing quite how the image is going to end. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have these visual, I have these, like, constraints in mind where, like, everything has to be geometric. And um, when I first begin drawing, I will, like, I'll get, like, a watercolor piece of paper or mm -hmm. a canvas or whatever. And... I just put down a couple lines, like straight lines and s geometric clusters and whatever that kind of reminds me of, um, that's the direction. So, so you're very process driven then? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I've, I've never called myself that before. <laughs> uh, I, I did, but I don't know if I'm correct. <laughs> yeah. I just did. But And then the constraints you're talking about, the geometric shapes, are you purposefully putting that on yourself? Yeah, it's kind of like this big puzzle where, like, um, everything has to have, like, there's these rules. Like, everything has to be geometric and angular. Um, and um, 
and then depending on kind of like looking at clouds depending on what what I see I kind of go with that so a lot of the times I don't quite know where that's going to end up and that's kind of what I'm what's the most exciting and interesting for me is like creating like having this boundary and then seeing what comes out from very loosely dreamily kind of doodling <laughs> that's amazing because that sounds yeah. like a truly artistic process it's, it's weird <laughs> and then and, and actually and so <laughs> within this look uh, when you do end up working for whether it's a client or a commission how are you able to combine you know a direction that they give you because now all of a sudden you have to plan it out where it sounds like when you create yeah. personal work it comes it, it, it comes by doing the work where now you have to set out and make a piece on something is that has that been challenging um i feel like it's extra fun like it's like <laughs> an extra constraint an extra thing to add to the puzzle yeah. so like for example, if I'm doing an editorial illustration project and, mm. you know, obviously it kind of ha has to relate to the article that I'm illustrating, right? Mm. And so it's, it's this process I have where, okay, so I already know that it's, everything's going to be as geometric. And then um, I'll start off with like writing keywords and maybe the writer has metaphors that I like. Mm -hmm. And I try to think very visually. So... And I also try to think about all the things that are angular. It's this weird combination. That's so so it's like a, it's like yeah. a mental setup. Like okay. I'm like, okay, so maybe like for example, sorry, I'm like not good at talking. No, you're line. you're doing very. I I'm interested. Let's keep going. Okay, so like, you know, for example, the shape of a cardboard box, right? Mm -hmm. Like there is an inside, there is an outside, like and it has all these geometric angles, but. Also, it's a really good metaphor for people. Like mm -hmm. people have a skeleton, they have interior space, they have exterior space. So I often like not, I don't just think about like how to visually stylistically make it work, but how to, um, like conceptually, I guess yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, go ahead, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Um, and so like, it's like adding all these different elements and boundaries into a pot and mm -hmm. then like once I created all these constraints and I'm again loosely doodling with mm -hmm. that theme and then guiding it. So it's, I don't know, it's like, I guess it, like it's very loose, but at the same time, like I'm very conscious about what I'm doing. I think it's really cool how thought out it is. And I, I'm very fascinated by your yeah. thinking. I really appreciate it, especially because you can paint and just make shapes as well, you know, and that's okay too. But I love the yeah. fact that you are bringing meaning and ideas to these things. Uh, what you talked about reminded me of, um, I may have mentioned this artist before, Sterling, Sterling Hundley, an illustrator, but he talks about ideation process, which is how you're saying, you know, you write some words down and try to find metaphors and maybe symbolism to the words that you're looking for. I feel like it's such a cool way to add extra layers to your art. And it's, and it's interesting to me as well is that because I, for yourself, you have representational aspects of your art but then a lot of elements do go abstract at the same time uh, so i think it's really cool that you're managing to bring those meanings to the presentational but even i imagine to the abstract parts how, how would you describe yourself actually what kind of oh, art really, do you make? oh it's really hard like i <laughs> always it's kind of funny because the more i do interviews the more i realize that there's like the part of me that i'm aware of and then there's like this other part that is like my story that i tell about myself mm -hmm. i think everyone kind of has that for sure a yeah. little bit <laughs> so the story yeah. is what you show people of you versus the other you is that what you're saying maybe yeah. i don't know but then there's also like 
like you can get tra- you can trick yourself into thinking that that story is your story. Definitely. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> no, no, no. This, I, tell me more. Keep going. <laughs> I don't know. What else? No. So yeah. give give me a comparison of if you if you can or if you willing to share the story of yourself versus the other you. Okay, so I hope this is like the answer to this question because it just <laughs> popped in my head. But yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about how um, it wasn't until uh, like a couple years ago I did like a written interview mm-hmm. um, that I just emailed back to someone. And um, I think the question was like how, like, hang on for a second. <laughs> We're talking about you, the perceived you, versus actual you. Oh, yeah. So, I I think that she was asking me, like, what my inspiration is behind mm-hmm. my work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why I do this. Like, I used to draw this character of myself with like, this house head mm, kind yeah, of yeah. girl character. And, um, and, like, why is it that I spent 10 years, like drawing in this style Mm -hmm. and i i think like when i look at it outside of myself and i'm trying to answer this question because i didn't know the answer i think that Mm. part of it has to do with like my upbringing so the more i look at my art after i put it out there the Mm. more i actually learn about myself it's really kind of a it's fascinating but uh, (laughs) i think that's a difficult part about being an artist is especially when when it's part of you to try to put something into words that you've been doing for so long, right? I, I think it's a, it's this like reactionary visual uh, thing that you do. And then to try to explain it, it's almost, I don't know if you've ever uh, taught art before, whether, because that's where, I think there's a lot of artists who either, whether they taught themselves or they uh, stumbled on a certain style, I think where you're making it, it it's coming out of you. But then to try to explain to someone of, on how you yeah. do it, if you've never actually thought of putting it into words or a technique, it's really difficult. And yeah, But that's exactly. what you're saying. I think it makes you analyze yourself. And then, yeah, I, I can I can very much relate to what you're saying, how until you truly take time and try to figure out why and how and what you do, it's like you, you're just unaware. Yeah. Has it, uh, having done that interview, has it... Uh, has it kind of it affected actually, how you look at your art? It, yeah, it led me down this like, path, like this mental path. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a real path. <laughs> um, just about like how I, because like, a lot of people ask me about how I choose my colors yeah, yeah. and all the patterns and things. And um, again, I think it has to do with my childhood, like kind mm-hmm. of growing up in Burnaby with parents who immigrated from Hong Kong, like in the 80s. And um you know, I wasn't, my parents were kind of protective, like only child girl, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I wasn't really allowed to hang out with neighborhood friends after wow. school. So <laughs> I was at home a lot. Yeah. And um, like, I was often like in my bedroom, like, cha- like I was constantly for some reason, like rearranging my, my bedroom and making up furniture, like with cardboard and towels and things. And I spent a lot of time like uh, collaging. Nice. <laughs> like... I was re I for some reason I really loved following branding. So if I had fashion magazines, like I would just like cut out like Roxy, like nice. kegs <laughs> and just um I think that I I paid a lot of attention to things that go well together. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I did was like 
I don't know if you did this, Ilya, but like, <laughs> you know, like dress, like play dress up, put like weird outfits together in front of the mirror okay. and just like do that for hours. Those, that? those were your toys? <laughs> I probably did some, maybe not as much as you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing I realized from that interview yeah. uh, was that I think that part of the reason why um, my color combinations seem to really go really well together is because I internalized all these weird combinations mm -hmm. that I put together when I was a kid. Yeah. Cause like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I'm saying that, like I would do this for hours. <laughs> that's what you were a true artist from the beginning. <laughs> but it was like all, I wasn't painting. I mean, I was painting, I painted when I was a you're, kid. You're creating like, visual combinations for yeah, your furniture and Yeah, Just like clothing. putting combinations yeah. together. And, um, I feel like so much of my work starts before I even put my pencil on the paper a lot of it is just comes from being really visually sensitive like you know like <laughs> taking a moment like and i have friends like this i'm yeah. not unique in this at all but like you're very unique baby but like <laughs> i have friends who share the same thing where like you know we'll be in a diner and we'll see a tear in the vinyl and mm -hmm. we'll be like that is a cool like that is a neat pattern. Like the tear yeah. of it looks, reminds me of a river or like a vein or something. Oh, I love this so much. So, You're such an artist. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so awesome. So like you, if you like really feel a moment, like if yeah. you, if you see something and you're like, holy crap, that's a good combo. Like it could be just like a piece of gum on the ground or something with the, with a nice texture of the concrete. You're like, holy crap. And then maybe you don't take a picture of it, but you really feel it or like you meditate on it yeah, kind yeah. of. And then when you're painting, it kind of comes out because when you put one color down, you, you have to feel out the next color, right? Ah, that's so great. I, you're yeah. basically working when you're not working. You're like collecting the visual library that in your mind, even right now we're, so before the <laughs> podcast, we're sitting uh, on the, at the uh, Save One Meets here, we're sitting on a couch, I guess, and we're looking at the wall and the wall is teal and you're like, or was it what kind of what do you call it was it it's not lime what is this oh that's a that's a tough color to, yeah it's, it's like a light green but priscilla's like oh mint. i never realized I yeah i never realized how well gold goes on top of mint and yeah that's such an interesting thought i'm okay. like, I, like you, you, I like collecting <laughs> good combos is how i would describe it like nice. things that make you feel like really good in your gut yeah right like 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 you're out yeah. it's a circle it's all coming together yeah uh, I thought it was, I have too many questions, but I, th I thought it was so interesting how you said um, that you you would have to stay in your room and play a lot and kind of uh, fast forward to now as you're telling me you're spending too much time in the studio. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I luckily I just got a, re a studio space for go. December, yeah. but um, when we moved back from Harrison Hot Springs after a year of mm -hmm. living out there, um, it's a pretty daunting thought moving back in Vancouver. For what reason? Rent. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Tell everyone about it, right? The right? Vancouver. If you don't know, this yeah. is an expensive place to live. And so um, we were really lucky to find like this really small yeah. bachelor suite in, in a very central part of Vancouver mm -hmm. and for really affordable for do my budget. Do you, do you think the struggle helps you or, or does it take away from... I think, art? I mean, uh, I would say that what I'm experiencing right now is not a lot of struggle because I'm really like, I mean, I feel really lucky nice. um, to be doing what I'm doing, like, and also have the emotional support and like, fr like friend support group to like go through this crazy thing as freelance art. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you're also on top of that. You're incredibly hardworking. I think, you know, yeah. there's uh, from the, uh, as a, 
what do you call it? not an onlooker like as an outsider someone observing your progress it seems like you've been just on fire especially the, this last year i'm so much amazing work and thank you i'm uh, yeah as always excited yeah just excited to keep watching it but sorry you're talking about the hand you're asking me yeah. about oh, both of um, us just got lost <laughs> <and> we, <laughs> you're just asking me about you. our place <laughs> what was it the struggle the struggle uh oh. helping you is it affecting your art in a good or a bad way the but you said you're pretty lucky <laughs> yeah because you know i i mean i don't think it's like i think that i am generally like a glass half full kind of person nice. in general and I so appreciate that. <laughs> and but i feel like i don't take that for granted because like i think i've been really lucky enough to have like emotional support in my life with mm -hmm. my parents and everything to give me that base and stability and everything um but yeah like we live in a place that's less than 200 square foot we yeah. call it the submarine okay. and um i guess in a way we <laughs> like my my boyfriend and i we try to who he's also an artist his mm -hmm. name is sean sean what's up <laughs> amazing artist look him up <laughs> yeah look him up <laughs> you're a um, power couple so we're we're kind i feel like it's like this really cool game you know in a way yeah. it's like what's the worst that could happen you know like like we yeah. are living kind of <laughs> cheap like all we we moved a couple times in the past two years, and mm -hmm. so we got rid of a lot of stuff, and everything in our space is everything we love, important things. And so I feel like, in a way, having a, such a small space and having a small budget is um, helps me focus. It just allows you to have only the important things. Yeah, it helps yeah. me focus on what I care about in life and also um, helps me focus on art. Mm -hmm. There's no distractions. There's no distractions. There's no room for distractions. There's no video so. games laying around where you guys Actually, play? there are. There are? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you actually play video games? Um, not really, but Sean does. But, okay. Yeah. He's, he's the one who's uh, distracting himself. Yeah. Uh, like me. I sometimes distract myself. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> but, yeah, I did realize, though, like, when I came back to Vancouver in September, uh, I just thought, like, I, I kind of, I go really hard, if you know what I mean. Like, I push myself. Yeah like sometimes too hard mm -hmm. but i was like it's okay sean like i'll have my studio under the bed like we have a loft bed <laughs> yeah. you can be you can take that wall over there like we got this we'll just like we'll make it work you know yeah. and this is how i always approach things and then i slowly like um like iron like i slowly it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going to say, that's when it's fun like to I'm be stubborn. around you. And then you said, oh, no, it doesn't work. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I, I eventually, like, after a couple... So we were in Europe, too, like, in end of September to October. Mm -hmm. When we came back, um, I started working in our, in our home. Mm -hmm. And Sean got a studio, so I was just home all day by myself, um, where I live and where I eat. And just, it's like, it's maybe twice the room of the studio. Okay. Yeah, it's really well, small. So, and also, if I'm sitting in my office chair at my desk, that's like the only—it's the only chair in the room. <laughs> so I'm eating there, and I'm like doing my work there, and then I'm taking Netflix like uh, breaks there too. I just felt terrible after. Did you go crazy? I did go crazy. Yeah. Like Sean would come home, and I'd be like, "Hey, like just like this." But you're you're telling the true story of a freelance artist living in Vancouver, I guess, yeah. right? I mean, there's a word for that. And but I let Sean and I call like what like wearing sweatpants for days. Yeah. Looks like. it's called slob life. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know, but that's got to be difficult. Uh, that's a, and that, that's something I did want to talk to you about. Is yeah, is doing the 
I mean, you're running your own business, you could say, being the brand, being an artist and freelancing. Uh, actually, how long have you... Cause you so you said you, you were working somewhere before you left. So how long have you been freelancing kind of consecutively? And uh, I, I think this is my second... This is my second year. Wow. Yeah. So you're doing it. Yeah, it's it's the whole like what's the worst that could happen thing that <laughs> is just like pushing me forward. Such an optimist. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it hasn't been working. Are you happy with the way it's going? Like surprisingly, it actually is working. I'm I'm very glad to hear that. I mean, it's weird like as a freelancer, I don't know about other people, but for me it's such an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, 3 weeks ago, I was like Maybe I should, because I'm waiting on some paychecks from mm-hmm. other projects. And yeah. I'm like, maybe I should get some kind of part-time factory job. Oh, like, maybe no. I should go to Lush and, wor- and wrap soaps up or something. <laughs> and then, like, a day later, like, I got, like, a, I got an option for a project. The project drops? Yeah. yeah. So this is, like, a- every week, I guess. But you forget. It's really easy to forget. Does it make you anxious, though? Um... It does make me anxious, but I feel like I'm getting a lot better at it. I think mm. living in Harrison and having that isolation really helped because I feel like that's the extreme end of it. Like living by a lake in a forest an hour and a half away from all your friends, <laughs> it, it really like got me to learn some new tools to deal with. That's like so cool. The emotional roller coaster that happens. And uh, like I said before, that's either perfect dream for someone or, it's a, or that's a not a fun situation to be in and that's, that's why i love when you came back when you met me at atomic and you're like Ilya, it was so, <laughs> so hard or, I, I don't know if that's the word you use but it's like oh, i'm so glad to be back i'm so <laughs> know, happy to be back i know you're a social person i i, I you are and yeah I, I i'm very happy for you to be back I'm, I'm happy to see all the all the art worlds you're going to be conquering and going to keep conquering them here i hope no I, I i know you will be um like i would like to keep myself from going crazy do you know what i do like tell me i write so many notes to myself like like reminders <laughs> like reminders of like shortcuts to the mental state i want to be in mm. yeah. i need that i should probably do that oh i actually i'll show you after i have like a stack of like the inspir like the stuff that i write to myself does it work it really it does work okay. i don't think that i could have done it without my notes like, Notes to that self. I wrote to myself. But what are they, are, are they specific, or is it like, hey Priscilla, chill out? They're like they're little <laughs> things like um, remember. <laughs> oh man, okay. <laughs> um, like remember that the world is abundant enough for your dreams. They, that's <laughs> a good. Like that. <laughs> or like you know things. Sometimes I get really anxious about taking on a phone call. Like I try to be casual mm. about it, but then. There's something like I dissect it and I'm like, oh man, it's just like they're only go- the only information they're getting from me is my voice and what I'm saying. That's high pressure. <laughs> well, this is that's what's happening right now. That's what I'm gonna oh. say. I'm glad you are here. <laughs> but um, you know, I have this note that says five, four, three, two, one, go, and that's just like what I say before I dial the number. You're essentially. <laughs> it's like you're an actress. <laughs> yeah, they're just like just go, like Do because it. the most of the thing, most of the the hard part isn't like when i'm actually talking to somebody it's mm-hmm. like the anxiety beforehand yeah, yeah yeah so there's like shortcuts to getting to think in the way that you want and it also like helps me well it helps me be happier and also helps me ma- like be able to take on so many new things because mm-hmm. as a freelance artist you're constantly you're not just making art right like mm-hmm. you're 
you're like going to openings, you're like standing behind your artwork, you're doing like interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are all things that I would not have guessed I would have done when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And so nobody prepares you for it also? Man, well, I had a really bad experience one time in a university where I blanked out. Like at a, like a, for a presentation. Okay. So. Just nothing, nothing. Cute. It just, you know what it was? I was overconfident that time. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, you can never be confident again. I was like, I'm going to wing it. And then um, I thought I was going to wing it the way that I went through when I practiced at home. Mm-hmm. But obviously you cannot replicate <laughs> like the exact same thing. Have you been traumatized ever since? I haven't. Uh, yeah, I have Actually. been trying to work through that. <laughs> but <laughs> something like this is really great because you're such a friendly face to talk Aww, to thanks. and i've known Ilya for we'll have to get into it uh, yeah, yeah since high school yeah so. that's right <laughs> those those were interesting days i was the new 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 russian immigrant <laughs> <laughs> to canada it was long hair said i'm pretty sure i was like uh, was working on this viking piece for so long anyways yeah priscilla and i go go way back moss scrub days yeah, it's kind of <laughs> funny though how you perceive yourself. It is when the, you're yeah. in high school because I'm pretty sure one of my good friends thought you were the new cute guy, well. who like he's the new guy. Well, I appreciate that <laughs> thought because I did not think like that of myself. And that's a, you, uh, this actually kind of goes back to what you were saying how what you present yourself to people and what you actually think. And I think as you get older, this changes. But yeah, definitely looking back on high school. The, that self-esteem was pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Especially as an artist and having moved. Yeah. That's not easy, yeah. No. Well, and then, so what you're talking about, the difficulty of speaking with people and the anxiety, I imagine a lot of people can relate to, especially the artists, because it's just, I mean, a lot of our brains are so, you know, the, the social interaction is the more difficult part for creative types. It's just, that's yeah. kind of how it goes. And it, I don't know. It's super weird because I love talking to people. Nice. But I don't know what it is. I think it's just like, the fear of the, yeah just like the f- i mean that's pretty standard like the fear of the unknown but are you worried of judgment or just unknown um maybe that's part of it i'm not really sure but it's i determined like sometimes like i'll go to an art show by myself mm-hmm. like maybe i remember one time a couple years ago i had to go to this art show and i had already said i was gonna go um and it ended up like I was standing, I mean, I was in the Starbucks next to the gallery mm-hmm. and I just couldn't get myself to go for some reason. I'm like, I'm here. Like I am so close to the next door, but I just could not get myself out until I talked to one of my friends on the phone and she was like, you're probably just scared of the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like you should just go there, maybe grab a drink <laughs> and just like, remember it's so, like the first 10 minutes. And she was right. Is that, was, is that what it was? Yeah, like yeah. I always have a great time. Yeah. But it's the first 10 minutes of the combination of acquaintances, like mm-hmm. people that you kind of know, but you don't know so well, people you're not sure if they remember you or not. That's like a combination for and then there's a lot of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I'm always worried mm-hmm. I'm going to forget people's names. I do it all the time. I, and I'm so bad. And actually, when, <laughs> when I started the podcast, especially the first couple episodes, I was so scared that I'm going to call the person by a wrong name. I just like that. So that that anxiety you're talking about. Yeah, definitely had those. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just it's getting started, I guess. But at least here, because it's a long conversation, once you're in, you're just kind of hanging out. So it's OK. You can get past that. But yeah, imagine if you only have 10 minutes to talk. Yeah, that's I think that's too much pressure. But yeah, like that's actually one of the my 
one of the best things about being an artist for me is the fact that because I'm so stubborn and I want to make the art that I want and I want to do this for like full time, like all time, mm-hmm. um, I'm so stubborn with it and I want it so badly that I'm willing to stretch my my comfort zone mm-hmm. to try all these new things. And it's been really good for me. And it's also been really great that like I've learned, and this is something that I wrote in one of my notes, I think too, mm-hmm. that I stick on my wall, which is like, like every single time you learn something new or you get past a certain thing, you level up to the next thing. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of an exciting thing to like not be held by your fear and just like, mm try the next thing and then it builds you up to the next thing and then now you're like there's a lot your comfort zone has widened then you're level 25 level 25 yeah, i don't really know what that level Do you, you don't know what level you're at i don't know what the reference is nah, a video game thing probably i'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> shouldn't have done I'm like that. did you think i was 25 because <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay you no. know my age <laughs> do i well, I mean, you're older than you because oh. you were in grade 11 and I was in grade 12. Uh, you have a way better memory than I do. Okay, that makes sense. I guess I know your age now. <laughs> I was going to ask you something. Were you always so uh, introspective? I'm an only child, I guess. Is that why yeah. you think? I, I, do, you do you think, would you consider me introspective? Uh, what I mean is that you you are very aware of yourself. Oh, yeah. Like the way you're talking about right now, how you, you analyze yourself, you think about yourself and the way your brain works in a... Uh, I'm really interested in perception. And I, I, me as well, but I only say that because not a lot of people I know are like that. You know what I mean? I think being self-aware is, I think it's a very valuable skill because, uh, I don't know, especially as an artist, I guess you got to know yourself. And it's difficult and it probably never ends, but uh, I really like that you are. And that's that's why I'm wondering, has it always been so? Um, I think so. Like, even, I mean... I was going to say judging from some of my old diary entries mm-hmm. when I was a kid, but I would say part of my diary entries were just like observations of like, I would be like, this is what, you know, my dad was angry at me. <laughs> and, um, you know, instead of yelling at him, I just decided to walk away and think about it. Yeah. And, and, um, uh, oh. So there were like, I was kind of introspective, mm-hmm. but, I guess the other half of my diary entries were just about like boys and, and mm. teenage things. Well, <laughs> typical, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was gonna, uh, and the fact that you you're so connected to your childhood, it seems like that you're referencing it. I also, I, I think I find it interesting because I don't feel like, and may, I'm sure it's probably has to do something with my memory or the way I look back on it. I feel so disconnected from the child me, uh, and I, I, I and I. I don't know why or how. Uh, I don't know how it works for other people because I haven't been, you know, in their brains. But you keep referencing it. It's, is, it um, is it something you often think about? I think I, I did a lot of thinking when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, well, first of all, I never know when I'm explaining something how far to go back and, like, how to... <laughs> ex- anyway. But you um, are. Th- I mean, you, even when you're saying uh, about your art and your uh, style, you're saying, oh, that's when it developed. And I... I once again, I think it's cool that you're being able to tie, connect these dots. It's from that interview I did. Yeah, like, really? <laughs> yeah. Change your life. Okay. It like, honestly no. kind of did, actually. Yeah. I think, like, writing a... I should write about my art a little bit more, but... Note to self, do interviews. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so when I was a kid, um, I was brought up in a very, like, Protestant, Christian, mm-hmm. religious family, and... Um, 
I, I had a hard time when I was like 10 or 11 because I realized I didn't have any faith. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, like people were, people in my uh, youth group were starting to like get really into it and I just could not genuinely get into it mm-hmm. and I'd be like why are they playing music while we're praying like why questions. like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and so yeah. like I I did this thing where okay I don't know how this is related but like I would put my blanket over my head in my bed and I'd be like just like show me a sign like <laughs> like I don't have any faith and I can't fake it and I can't do it so when I was 16 I like one of the counselors at church were like like we were, we were doing some kind of Bible story answer mm. question thing. And um, I can't even remember the question, but he was like, do you really believe that? Or are you just like saying that? Mm. Like he was just asking me. And then I was like, shit, like, I think I'm just saying it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then, so that's when I started to go to a bunch of other different churches mm-hmm. and like, just try to figure out if this religion that I was brought up with was for me. Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, eventually i just stopped going and like decided that and this is very me that i'll never know the answers because i'm just a small little little monkey that's because, <laughs> that's because you are so thoughtful and introspective that's a <laughs> no, no. i guess it seems like almost that's a little bit of a difficult story uh, although i mean i know we're not on topic of art but the just the idea how like at what point should a certain like uh, ideology or religion should be uh, exposed to you because that, that feeling is, om- I, I feel I can relate because it's almost like you're feeling inadequate because you're in a group of people who seem to have a common, a, a common aspect and you're like, why am I like, why are they so into it? And I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And like, I tried so hard to have but, faith, but, like, you, I I don't, but I think it sucks that you had to try it. It's all, yeah. I wish that, I wish that wasn't the burden that it was put on people. Cause it's, uh, yeah. You, Yeah, I think that's a complicated thing because I think that the people who are like getting kids like my parents to Mm -hmm. go to church, um, they're 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 trying to share something that they think is really good Mm -hmm. for them. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's for everyone. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, Uh, that's a that's a pretty big conversation right there. That's a difficult topic. Let artists figure out religion (laughs) problems of this world. (laughs) At what point should kids be exposed? Next time. Next time. Yeah. No, (laughs) you and I are going to just one day just do a show where we just just talk, just tackle, tackle religion. Talk about. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to figure it out. Oh, (laughs) you and I, if you're listening, you come to us for answers. (laughs) I, uh, I I guess we'll change gears. I haven't looked at my list of questions yet. I like how this is flowing. You, this is uh, <laughs> I'm really I'm really enjoying this. Me too. Uh, I, I, I you like I mentioned at the beginning, your portfolio and your website is so well rounded. I feel like I, I when I saw your website recently, I, I it made me think how else or what can you add to it except for just creating more work. And also, um, and I guess it was just a comment, but also how did you learn or were you taught to document your work so well well it's like so many compliments in one go well, just just take them but you <laughs> grab the question um <laughs> i think again like i'm really i i love branding like i love like i i have friends who are graphic designers and in some ways i wish that i was also doing design mm-hmm. i might start doing more design i work. already thought you did but okay well I, I, yeah i guess i've had like some clients here and there mm-hmm. but like i don't have them on my website because Maybe it's something I should fix. It's my, maybe it's just an idea I have in my head. But, like, I feel like, you know, I went to Emily Carr, and there's the design, the design department 
like the people that were my friends, I just felt like they worked so hard and like they they like learned so many skills and went through all that schooling and you know, there's this whole academic aspect of design and mm -hmm. for me to just come in and like call myself a designer feels kind of uncomfortable uh, okay. yeah, yeah. for me um but yeah like i like I'm, I'm doing some collaborations with some of my designer friends um who are art directing uh some new clothing and new That's products awesome. i'm making yeah, soon yeah, yeah. um and i i've been really enjoying that like i i love i think i like hanging out with painters a lot because of the whole like oh look at this weird tear in the, in the vinyl <laughs> those are the good couch people thing. Yeah. but also like designers who are like so into like they can just break down one little corner of a street and you it's know? so precise yeah, yeah and i love that yeah. like um, get, get them to talk about just a a just talking about a letter a yeah <laughs> i love that though like that's yeah. really i don't know i feel like i can relate to that kind of level of obsession mm -hmm. maybe um but yeah so i think i just paid a lot i pay a lot of attention to design and design blogs and so a lot of it just has to do with like trying to break down like what makes this site so slick why is it so good and mm. and also i did plan before i made the website like i just use squarespace but mm -hmm. the the design of it like i had to write it i wrote it all out mm -hmm. like on paper like what what the tabs were gonna be and everything mm -hmm. so and also like even recently i've been tweaking tweaking my website so that you know like there's no like random lowercase or maybe there's a period behind one line but not another you're speaking like a and, graphic designer um that stuff matters mm -hmm. i feel like it it's in the background but when you look at a website of a company that has a branding team helping them with that or a design mm -hmm. team they think of everything and it gives you the f a different kind of feeling oh yeah and that's the kind of standard i place on myself sometimes <laughs> so cool that's what i say yeah. so hard working but and i think because we have so many so much good products so many good websites or branding out there when you see something that's not up to par you may not know why it's not as good but you you can kind of sense holes it's especially these days if you go to a company's website and they have a website that looks like it was made 15 years ago right you just just you just get turned off <laughs> and <laughs> it's also like i tend to do things that i enjoy right and I really enjoy iron things out. Like yeah. I like ironing out. Like I mean, it's by no means is it perfect, because I went back a couple weeks ago and I was adding, yeah, like changing the lowercase and uppercase mm -hmm. of certain words, <laughs> and then also changing the font. I don't know. It's really, I don't know. Like I just felt like the font I was using before just felt too impersonal. I wanted it to be slick. But also personal. You should be a graphic designer. Know. Look what you <laughs> look at yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's great too that you, I, I, I probably mentioned this before, but if you only go the fine art route, sometimes it feels like there's not enough constraints or rules. And I, I think this is why if you're combining your art with graphic design, all of a sudden you're bringing some constraints, which typically, if you have some, they're only going to make your art better because you're not in this open space of and, it's, and it's those possibilities. So exciting to see the surprises that come from the constraints because. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you might be thinking, normally maybe you think kind of linearly, like, you're going to, you're, what's, you ask a question and you answer A to B, mm -hmm. but what happens when, like, y like, the formula of how you get to the answer is different? It's just, like, mm -hmm. you don't even know what the answer is going to be because it comes from that equation or that boundary. Mm -hmm. 
that makes sense. It does, and especially <laughs> when you're answering like an artistic question. I mean, I know it's a, it, I guess answering question can be a metaphor for right. what should this piece be? And yeah, if you do that, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I was not on the same page as you. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's just laughing at me. <laughs> you touched on you, you touched on uh, studying Emily Carr. Was it a painting program? Um, I have a BFA and I did painting classes, I did illustration, and nice. then um, in the last semester I took a typography class. Nice. So you're you're crossing over into graphic design. That's really cool. Um, how much of the I think I've had a, a number of Emily Carr grads here now, and I uh, always drill them about Emily Carr. But <laughs> how much? What percentage of your education would you say you're using every day? Like generally, I know that's a kind of hard question to answer. But do how much of it do you think has been useful to you in your everyday? I'm making that face not because I'm trying to figure out the exact uh, percentage, but because I feel like it's a really small percentage. Yeah. Like that's rough. Yeah. I know, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, going to Emily Carr and going through, like, a lot of the illustration classes, that exposed me to a lot of illustrators mm -hmm. from all over the world and people who really inspire me. Mm -hmm. um, it also got me to connect with a lot of other illustrators in the city, too. So that has been a really big thing mm -hmm. for what I do now. Um, but? But in some ways, I wish that I had... Uh, gone into the design program mm -hmm. yeah I guess because they're in the design program you can see that they're given solid rules they're given actually are they just given more steps towards a process it's also the the um, technique and stuff mm -hmm. like I feel like like I know like the Adobe suite so so mm. you know like enough yeah, to yeah. format things for whatever they need to be but um, I just feel like it would have been really cool to have that same drilling training for f three years. Yeah, right. yeah. And w and so what what was it that you're doing then? Like how? Because I didn't go to McCarm. Like how was right. your? What were the classes like then? Um, like I think a lot of the classes were really quite loose. Mm, okay. <laughs> just explore yourself. Yeah, the there's world. a lot yeah. of um, exploration, but I mean, critical theory really left a mark on my in in my first year like taking what a critical theory class like just sort of breaking down aesthetics it's a little bit of philosophy mm, that's cool um and i feel like like taking that class even though i only retain like a very small percentage of it it's also because i have a bad memory like i wouldn't blame the school for this. i have a bad memory too yeah, yeah. um it, it got me <laughs> to yeah question things that's the way valuable. that i yeah, yeah, yeah and that's really valuable right so Yay, Emily Carr. <laughs> yeah, that's a big takeaway. Would you ever teach? Would you ever have classes? Um, I feel like that is my next thing that I'm scared of that I want to not oh, be scared of anymore. Okay, nice. Yeah. You just like to challenge yourself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even feel like it's an option. I was just like, yeah, that's my next thing. I don't know really? why. <laughs> oh, you don't have a choice. I think it's because um, I'd like to do it. Mm -hmm. I'd like to... I want to... I want to be able to share some of the things I've learned in the past couple of years. It is giving back, right? Because uh, there must have been people who gave yeah. you a lot of info. Yeah. And there's, I think there's a lot of value to being able to articulate yeah. <laughs> what it is you do. Yeah. It, is it strange to be in a position where now you can share information? Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, is it uh, Because I often have these thoughts, just in general life, where you realize, oh, wait, now I'm older. Oh, wait, I've done this for this many years. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, for so many years, I had, like, 
what I call like imposter syndrome. Yeah. I'd be like, why <laughs> are you hiring me then for this? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, that's, that's all of us. <laughs> and then now I'm like, oh wait, like I've been doing this. Like, yeah. I have examples where I've done this already. You know, yeah, I don't have yeah. to be that scared about yeah. it. You got so much yeah. skill. Okay, let me just go back to this question though, because I don't know if you answered it. What was be documenting your work something that was strongly emphasized, or, or you're mentioning? I think oh. your answer was because you like brands and. Oh, so that was the answer for like how everything looks really like things look really complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my website, documentation thing, I've never even really quite thought about it. But How do you just do it? I think I just some really strict. Oh, you know what it is? It's probably the typography class. Like, where people just kind of got... It wasn't like they got ripped to shreds. It was, like, the critiques were really... Um, yeah, they were really... Uh, what's the word? Constructive? No. Yeah, really constructive. For presentation. For presentation. Mm. And so it's, like, you know, if something doesn't matter, it shouldn't be in the image. Like, and I hold that really, like, hard. Clearly, kinda. yeah. Like, yeah. Um, even though, like, I'm taking photos in the studio... Sp in my studio space with, like... Um, construction paper or poster paper and like clips and like just really really it looks really good uh, once Thank again you. people go to yeah priscilla it, i it's impressive i yeah because it, it makes such a big difference because you have to present yourself to yeah. the clients in the world but it, it looks great i think part of it too is like i did a lot of research um when i was in the first couple of months in harrison mm -hmm. of, like just looking through websites of artists and creatives that i really admire and i want the same client list yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like damn like if i if i want to have these clients like i need to represent myself in the in a similar way such a pro yeah and also it's fun it's like really fun to get it to like put it all together i'm using a lot of hand motions uh, which but they'll understand <laughs> them i'll just start explaining <laughs> right now she's moving, doing this move <laughs> but uh, it's it's cool that you find it <laughs> fun because sometimes it feels like a uh, documenting is a chore at least personally because to me like i just want to make the piece of art and it's like ah uh, now i have to put all this work in documenting even though it's kind of it's ironic because the painting took way longer yet i'm not i'm like struggling to have to hang it properly, light it properly, Photoshop it properly, and if it doesn't work, to me that sounds like a chore. But I know you how important it is. You should get someone to do it for you. And that's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah, I've been. It's so much better when someone who is a pro comes in and just. I like, also work really small, often, right? Aside from doing mm -hmm. murals, like a lot of a lot of the pieces that I do can be scanned in a couple pieces. That's why I like watercolors. So <laughs> you can those small pieces, you just scan them. I love it. It's such yeah. a straight and storage is easy. Uh, yeah, like you can scan small. it in a couple. But yeah, I I generally work really small or yeah. really big, like with murals or yeah. really small. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you've been doing some really big walls recently. Yeah. And then I, <laughs> this year. This is this is the mural year for you. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, I like how you contacted me a couple of months ago. Hey, Ilya, I'm coming to Vancouver to be painting two or three murals. Some of I got. Do, do, do you have time to help? Yeah, yeah I got um, an amazing team though for those two murals nice. that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. One person I really need to shout out to is like Oksana oh, Gaidasheva. Yeah. Holy crap! She's uh, that's what I heard. Uh, she's uh, she is the most amazing muralist i've ever seen like in terms of like well like ever like everything she's so hard working she's so fast like yeah and like she like i'd be like oksana like 
we're going for lunch. We're going to go get some tacos. Do you want to come? And she'd be like, no, I want to paint. And she just <laughs> paints like the whole time. She's, she strikes me truly as a hard worker. She's got a mural, I think, on Main, Main yeah. Street. She's got one on, I King, think, Kingsway. Kingsway, the lion one. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge one. She's very good. I'm yeah, she really have, inspired me. Gonna actually. have to get you on here. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw you hinting, and I don't know if you can tell us, but you got another mural coming up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I asked if I could talk ab- if I could share the client name, and like she was the the curator was kind of iffy about it. No like, worries. She was like saying that I could. She said I probably could. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't have to. <laughs> but uh, you can. But can you tell maybe the scale or the. The, it's the look. um it's gonna be an indoor mural at like the social meet social network okay place office damn okay <laughs> <Yeah>. very good <laughs> that's in less than two weeks wow yeah do you <laughs> just laughing how many is it one wall or how big are it's four walls yeah. wow I'm actually going, like, everything's happening so quickly. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So tomorrow I go on site to do the precise measurements. Wow. Um, like, I did a mock-up when I was in Berlin, like, at the end of really? uh, September. So this started a while back then. Well, I the, think. like, the whole, well, the, it was, looks like the email chain went back really <laughs> far, but um, I was away and then I came back and I think that, like, their department got really backed up. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until, like... Like last week that I set up to go see the site. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, um, I I have some photos from there, so I mm-hmm. made the mock-up for it, like for my pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen the actual place yet. Uh, this is really exciting, though. How did you find, or how did they find you? How how did this opportunity come up? I think they found me through Instagram. So it does work, yeah. huh? That's that's what I yeah. I, I, I love it that the platform has been so useful to the artists. It's become the one. Yeah. And then actually, but speaking about documentation, I had a question written down here where I'm impressed by your documentation of your work, especially because eventually one day, inevitably, we're going to have to move to a different platform and another one and another yeah. one. And having that work <laughs> yep. saved, it's very useful. I don't know if I have it all saved. So. <laughs> I've been trying to, like in the past two years, I've gotten a little bit better at like saving under projects and stuff. <laughs> actually naming your folders? Yeah, actually <laughs> naming my folders so that future me yeah. will not like hate the past year. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to derail the i, I want to talk ab- about the murals a little bit more um you're you're saying it, it is all happening pretty quick and when tackling big walls it does become a pretty large operation especially when you're if you are doing it by yourself from just getting the supplies to the measurements to whether it's projecting or not or freehand and just keeping the place clean that I, I like outdoor murals so much more because if you spill paint it's okay yeah i'm yeah i actually kind of i feel like i do enjoy outdoor murals yeah. quite a bit like um yeah just because of that like i'm not the most tidy kind of person i just don't want to be yeah it's so right, much especially because of what you're doing like i mean yeah like your 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 mark making is kind of like looser yeah, yeah. and gestural and stuff and like like you sometimes you can't control where the the yeah. paint's gonna sp- like come off your brush. <laughs> it's true. So you have to, so, yeah, especially on larger surfaces. It's nice to be able to swing the brush around. Uh, Kyle and I did this mural at a, at an office. I just remember, yeah, just keeping it clean, like taping the edges. I just like that part of the job. <laughs> Where's that music coming from? It's from the outside. I kind I like that it's a little ambience from okay. the. Yeah, no, it's not me <laughs> playing it. Yeah, I remember this has been interesting. Yeah, when we started the 
you know, when the podcast did start, like a little bit of this in the back. Because I was actually wondering if I should be playing music, but this gives just enough noise that it's lively. I like this. I like the song. Um, oh yeah. It reminds me of uh, what is that comic? Oh, Wedding Crashers or Anchorman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when they're riding their bicycles. This is where it's from. Yeah, I don't remember which move, which one though. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just fascinated by your brain. <laughs> and the way you think uh, I was going to ask something else about murals okay let me look here oh yeah and how, uh, how do you have a, a process established at this point and how you approach walls um, I feel like every wall I've done has been different and so every single time I'm like I'm going to over plan the next one and then something goes wrong like there was this mural that I did in March or April mm-hmm. and is inside the shopping mall and um yeah (laughs) and uh the head office that i was communicating with didn't communicate with the painters who were prepping the walls Mm -hmm. and so um they prepped the wall like they okay so i was gonna put the penciling in and my like sketch in on the same day as they were gonna paint it and so we were there at the same time Mm. and i told um I told the painter, I was like, oh, you know what? You're prepping the wall for my mural tomorrow. Um, but I'm going to, I'm just going to like pencil in. We don't actually need to add that white layer yeah. because I'm going to be covering the entire wall. Like, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, and no. then I messaged, um, and then I emailed the head office and they said that was fine and everything. Oh, no. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> so I painted it, but I think maybe, I mean, I don't know why, but that person came back to paint it. I think maybe he was After worried. After you did the drawing? Yeah, I think oh. maybe he was worried potentially about, like, not being paid or oh. something. I don't really know. Taking away money from him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but... Um, that sucks. So your whole drawing for the wall. That's a, yeah. That was a really big wall, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it by uh. myself. Like, I I mean, I did the sketch. Like, I yeah. had to project it in sections. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, run back and forth. And it took me hours. And then the next day I had to... And it happened to be a Sunday, too. So... Um, the mall was closed early, so I didn't have to come in really late at night. Mm. But the next day I came and the wall was white and I had to come back and paint that like, hurts. or do the, the drawing again. That hurts. Yeah, yeah, it was like you could, I couldn't have planned for that. Right? Yeah, no, I guess you have yeah. to, that's why you have to add a couple of days extra on top of every project. Just yeah, because it's not going to. But generally with the process that I have now and I'm still I'm still working on mm-hmm. s- like streamlining it a little bit, but like. Usually, um, if a client contacts me and they want to have a meeting, um, I'll kind of ask them, like, they might send me a photo, but I'll try to get, like, an idea of the wall. Mm-hmm. And then I actually go into the meeting with, like, like some sketches nice. already. Or, like, at least words, like themes, mm-hmm. kind of. And then I feel like that's just, it makes it easier for everyone because you're not doing, like, an extra meeting. You're just, like, you already, you already have, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, something to chew on, you know? That's a pretty good advice, um, actually. Yeah, and then what I've been doing is, like, what I learned from doing VMF, mm-hmm. essentially, is I just get the template, I get it to scale, mm-hmm. I pencil draw, I get, I get it printed on larger paper, like, 11 by 17, and then I do the sketch, I do a couple of them, and then the one they decide on, then I put color on it with mm. just Photoshop, and then I use that same line drawing file to project onto the wall. Yeah. Very cool. That's, it, seems, it seems pretty clean. That's what I was wondering, mm-hmm. but you do... When you do the drawing of the design you do traditionally. Yeah, I do it yeah. on pen- with pencil. Okay, like, cool. I honestly I don't even really need to print out the template. I could just use a ruler, but I just 
I like get the measurements like really big. Like there'll be like, oh, it's 40 feet wide by like 20 feet high or something. Mm -hmm. I put that in Illustrator and then I scale it down onto tabloid size paper and then I print it out. Oh, what was so the I template? I don't have to measure it. I don't know if I've seen it. The template meaning it's just like um, the, the shape wall? of the wall. It's ah, just the shape okay, of yeah, the wall. Okay, cool. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been, yeah, asked about process because I feel like, although I think personally planning it traditionally is fun. I guess it depends on the approach. Right now I'm working on a design for a building and I think it's I think it's like three or four stories and I, I just went digital right away, I think, because, yeah. I mean, that's why I ask it, just because sometimes, uh, and you, you do this, you, you I think you, you, you make a lot of, you specifically worry about mark making. So I think it probably applies to you as well, where when something goes to a certain scale, that mark, make, mark that you can make on, on paper with a like two millimeter pencil, it's going to be at a certain point it's just hard to translate to a large wall and it's almost you know whether you abandon the tools and stop trying to recreate that same mark that's you know 100 times bigger or you know 20 whatever or just develop a new set of tools and mark making don't do you know what i mean yeah. so if i painted it traditionally and then tried to translate that to a wall actually that could turn out cool but it's just i don't know if personally i was uh, planning as well for it knowing that those brush strokes can't be recreated because if it, you if have to draw the brush stroke, I find. Yeah. Like you have to like, well, for me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I find like, cause like a lot of the times on my gouache watercolor paper paintings, mm -hmm. um, I'll use like I'll add I'll be like on a flat surface and I'll add water on the top layer and then I'll just drop in some color, like drop in mm -hmm. some paint or ink, and then I really love the effect of like the fluid dynamics and all the ink kind of bleeding out and so how do you recreate that on a vertical wall it's right difficult, yeah. um and so i started to make these kind of smudgy textures mm -hmm. um like i'm drawing an organic i'm using quotation marks yeah. in my hand right now so i should have let everyone know but yeah quotation marks. <laughs> yeah so i'm doing these like um these <laughs> texture lines on there and I'm trying to kind of imitate an organic pattern. Mm -hmm. But what I found is I really like drawing this um, pattern. And I started using it on my smaller pieces. So it kind of transferred back. So it came from like, the wall to yeah. the... Wow. Nice. Yeah. I really like when different mediums inform one another. Yeah. Where, and uh, what you're talking about, watercolor. I really enjoyed being able to try to recreate watercolor and oil. And uh, yeah, I guess you just learn how to manipulate these mediums in that different ways. That sounds really hard actually like to recreate it in oil it is it just it had, so yeah it's, it's either getting those soft blends or sometimes those accidents and actually you're able to sometimes it's possible to do it with like turpentine if you thin it out but you only get to do it once kind of like in watercolor it's if the evaporates kind of oh no like you can't add on top uh, what i mean like we can do you do a wash and the white still shows of the canvas or a board but it's just then again if you try to recreate that on top of already a painted surface kind of like in watercolor you won't get it oh. until you try to fake it and paint it i don't know i think there's so many different ways and i see i see artists use different chemicals like even benzene i think to try to get it to react with paint to actually make a little splotch i think it's fascinating i think like when you see people who really like to nerd out about the technique and the materials uh, yeah there's too many possibilities i don't know if i'm that artist i don't know if i'm the i just realized i like painting i don't know if i sometimes experimenting with too many mediums can actually be frustrating because it's too many tools I want to like, I want to say that I'm not limited to my medium, but like, I do a lot of painting. I like to paint. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're saying it's like a confession. <laughs> <laughs> I like to paint. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it is interesting to like work really big and then work really small again. Because mm-hmm. um, I also like, I don't know. I keep like looking at my art like I'm like a different person. Like I'm not me. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I'm realizing some of the patterns that I was drawing out like with a small brush. They're kind of like, like almost like a zoomed out version of the organic patterns that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, um. For example, if I'm doing kind of like a water wash and then the pattern becomes kind of like a diamond shape or like there's like areas where it's like more saturated with the ink, Mm -hmm. I started to draw like what that would be presented if I was drawing line work. Mm. Translate it kind of. And so all my work is kind of like different scales of the same pattern. Are you going to like fractals or something? Yeah, I I am interested in fractals. Well, especially if you're interested in geometry and that's the way you start out. But it's really cool. Like, some of the inspiration I've found has... I mean, a lot of the inspiration i found is just from the city. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that influences the color choices and, like, kind of like the ratio of pukey colors with vibrant colors, <laughs> you know? Pukey like, in colors. the city. The city is yeah. full of, like, weird, ugly colors yeah. with bright colors, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, a couple summers ago, Sean and I spent, I think, like five or six days on Main Island. And we've mm-hmm. been going back every year ever since, except for last year's summer because we were in Harrison. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, <you> know. yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, we started looking at, we were hanging out by the ocean a lot, right? Like mm-hmm. just by the coastline. And I started looking at these patterns, like in the, in the water, where I started to kind of translate them into like, this is like, four diamonds become one bigger diamond you know <laughs> and um you know that's a fractal yeah, yeah, yeah. um but then as i drew that on my sketchbook it became like a pattern that i could use like mm-hmm. in my work so it's like i'm taking my my personal interest and in what like what i've drawn to and what i would do if i wasn't art is like mm-hmm. Actually, that's not even a job. Like, look, I look at things. Look at, <laughs> no, like, uh, I'm sure you find a way to get paid for be it. Be a poet? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, it's so great that you found a, that direct correlation of life to art. It's, it seems like it's a straightforward line where I, I think I should try to do it more. Where and, and sometimes I do it, especially in studies where I see something and just so cool. And then you're, you just, it's yeah, sometimes you see something and I, Maybe the way I look at it, I always think like, oh, that's a great photo. And I, maybe I should start saying that's a great painting. Maybe I do that too. But I have that, uh, I think sometimes direct line. But I've noticed that if I am trying to build a body of work and I pick a theme, sometimes I find it harder to have the direct line where it needs work and twisting to take something and put it into yeah. this other, into this, into this uh, container that is the theme. Yeah, and that's so kind of what I was talking about yeah? before, right? Okay. Like, because of my illustration work, it's a combination of, it, it, it's like partially experimental, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really quite know what is going to end up happening, but I do have like all these uh, themes and constraints yeah, in yeah. mind that lead that guide okay. so the you whole do that. thing. Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you uh, do you want to do art shows? Do you plan to? Actually, maybe uh, let, let's start with a, a better question. Um, here, uh, I'm trying to look. That I had it specifically written down, but but more so uh, at this point, uh, what kind of lifestyles and artists would you like to have? I guess maybe let's start there. What kind of work do you want to be doing ideally? Um, I would really, really love to 
get into the world of surface design as well. All right. Yeah. And surface design is like patterns on textiles or mm, yeah, yeah. homewares, things like and you've that. You've already been doing that, though, right? I have been doing that, but there's so much. There's so much to learn, and there's so much to learn about like manufacturing mm-hmm. and like Vancouver. Where is this happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. Um, I would love to work with a company and like create like patterns for their clothing or some line of product. Um, but actually, I had this. I had this idea um, last year that I'm still like it's in it's in my to do list, <laughs> um, and it's hard to describe. But it's like essentially like you know how when you're a little girl. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think I do. And you know you're like obsessed with Sailor Moon, yeah. and um, you don't have to be a little girl to be obsessed with Sailor <laughs> exactly. Moon. Exactly. So you're like a little kid, yeah, yeah. and you're obsessed with some characters, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you want things that are printed with the with the characters and the world in like on your clothing on stuff but you also want the objects in there like from the world like you want the magic wand mm-hmm. you want the actual physical thing yeah, right yeah. so i was thinking it would be cool to do like some online store where i would have a painting of some kind of world mm-hmm. that i make up and i would write about it so there would be some kind of narrative mm-hmm. and you could purchase actual objects from the painting that i paint in the painting whoa yeah but also you can get stuff printed from the actual artwork the painting so that's such a <laughs> that's such yeah. a deep product that's awesome and then yeah. do people get to choose what part of the painting they want to be printed on the or no so each painting would have like a set number of products that you could buy based you're on basically that. creating a brand on its own with its elements <laughs> and it's, <laughs> and it's so yeah swag. that's a dream <laughs> that's an amazing dream and so and then so that means you also want to be writing do you do writing uh, um, I have tried it before, but like, just I don't really, I think there, there's a lot of work to be done with writing, with my writing. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. your, what do you mean? Like, just to get to where I you never, to I cringe, like every mm. single time I write some kind of narrative story. That was my relationship with my writing. Like, it's too. just like, oh, <laughs> like you just, it's like the opposite, like if it's a bad feeling mm-hmm. in your yeah. stomach. Like. <laughs> this didn't work. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also really hoping to do more collaboration, mm-hmm. um, especially like listening to the, your episode with Tierney Milne. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like she's a superstar. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's so cool how you know she has this group of people that she can like, like they can mix all of their skills mm-hmm. and their interests and build something together. Like I. I'm really enjoying doing like being the lead artist in a lot of mural projects, but mm-hmm. I would love to like work with a group of other people where I'm not the lead artist and I can learn new. Especially when you get a things. really good group. Yeah, the, I, I guess the key is to finding people that you really work well with, and then yeah, and then even knowing the people who want to take responsibilities that you don't want to take and you take on other ones, right? I think it's part knowing of knowing everybody's strengths exactly. and milking them. Like basically, <laughs> yeah. It's very, very honestly said. <laughs> uh, I hope you do that. Uh, do you yeah. want to team up? Want to make something cool? I would love to. Okay, well, it's set. I've been we, trying. We've <laughs> said it, we were set it on here. Now we're going <laughs> to make something awesome. I actually had a question written down for you and you already answered of have you thought of running the brand yourself or partnering up with other stores? And I guess because uh, that was specifically pertaining to the clothing and the, and I, I mean, you just answered, yeah. I guess you, the goal is to find I someone mean, to collaborate with. I mean, that's not like, like, it hasn't been a direct goal. Like, mm-hmm. I, I haven't been like, oh, like, you know, from this, from March, 
you know, to June or July, like I'm going to just use those couple of months to, you know, like start something. Mm -hmm. But I think I would like to begin with working with existing brands and companies, mm -hmm. um, preferably like in the city. I hope it happens. Yeah, me too. I <laughs> I'm actually, smiling at you. I wonder, like, I, I think you're, yeah, I imagine you're well, already. that's what Art Breakers was for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was my first time doing any kind of market. It was such a cool setup. You're so creative. <laughs> it has such a, uh, for, uh, do you have did I you wanted take photos it to of your be, booth? I did. I have some okay, photos good. on my Instagram, but I just wanted to make it, like, an immersive experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was. Like, you're know. walking into my painting or something a little bit. It, it felt like it, and it. Yeah, I, I did, like, it's hard to describe a visual thing. Uh, do you think I have to look at a photo? Yeah, <laughs> but it's like you're inside a staircase. Kind of <laughs> it's hard <laughs> to describe. You're inside but your artwork. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. And, like, I painted all the dowels the way I would paint my murals or my, my regular paintings. Mm -hmm. like, there's, there's, like, it's hard to describe. Right? Just look at the photo. Just, just look Sorry. at the <laughs> freaking photo, people. She can't tell you. <laughs> Uh, is I think you may have answered this already, but is there something specific you want to work on yet that you haven't tackled? Um, yeah, lots of things. That's actually. that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would from love. <laughs> I would love to do some kind of like theater set design or. <sighs> I did a little bit of that in high school actually. Yeah. Um, Tell us more. Well, we okay so my friends like directed this play yeah. but it was you know mean girls nice the, the movie mean girls yes i do yes i do <laughs> um and so i was the art director and i spent most of my last year like in grade 12 mm -hmm. after school um like sewing the backdrops painting oh, wow. the backdrops um trying to get people to help me paint the backdrops nobody helps um <laughs> well people were like signing up for it because it's a cool thing to sign up for for volunteer hours yeah. <laughs> but then they'd be like oh like i can't draw this perspective like it'd be like a hallway or something like yeah. that and i'm like just look at the photo and use it as a reference but <laughs> so you already done it you don't even need to do this anymore <laughs> you've tackled yeah. that design but i want to do some like completely my own design my own world type mm -hmm. of thing do you yeah. know where your all your ambition comes from that's such a good question. Um, <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've never been asked that before, but my dad. Yeah? Yeah, probably my dad. Yeah. Was he leading by example or by... Um, my dad, play? his personality is just like, he's like a busybody. You okay. know, like he, um, you know, he pretty much, I would say, kind of retired when I was 15 or 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. um, and... He just kind of decided that he didn't want... He never has had, like, a nine-to-five job. Mm. Um, when he was in Hong Kong, like, he was, like, selling things door-to-door -door mm. or something. Like, I think he was selling... Or when he came to Vancouver, he was selling Hilti tools or something like that. Cool. And then he, he started to be a real estate agent. Mm. And so he would take me with him, actually, oh, wow. like, to open houses. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, like, he had to look after me while my mom was working at her job, mm -hmm. which was more nine-to-five. And so, like, through my dad, I met, like, all sorts of different types of people. And, and then when he quit his, when he quit um, being a, a realtor, yeah. real estate agent, I don't yeah. know, he um, started to get really into buying and selling instruments. And, um, like, he's the type of person who, when he gets obsessed about something, it takes up his entire day and night and everything. Like, he will, like, you know, help 
like he had a saxophone phase, a violin phase, <laughs> and he just buys these old instruments, fixes them up, gets into it for like a couple months, and then sells them. Yeah. And um, even now, when I go back to my parents' place, his he has like so many different n- new hobbies, and a lot of it has to do with. Um, like buying old objects that were really well made and then wow. fixing them up and then selling them again after. And he's got the skills my, to fix them up, all of them? Oh my God, my dad, like, he's really good at, like, picking things up. Like, wow. he renovated the garage, turned it into, like, a bachelor suite. I'm kind of jealous. So you took yeah. on those, uh, that so kind of So I think spirit? I just, like, w- grew up with, like, somebody who was like a blur like running because he's around. always doing something yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. always like doing something or getting into something staying up really late working on something like mm. having to leave dinner early because he has to go, like pol- like actually i get from my dad a real love of polishing jewelry <laughs> polishing metal things like well you did say making things shiny and everything. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. but like he'll get yeah he just loves like making things look really polished New, i don't know clean pristine shiny <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I got some of that. I'm, I don't think I'm very pristine at all. No. no. Well, we get, you get to mess with paint, so it's okay. You don't yeah. need to. But to answer that question. That's, that's ambition? Yeah. Probably my dad. Probably, like, my whole family. Thanks, like, fam. Yeah. yeah, even, like, my mom and, like, my, my mom's side of the family. Like, my grandma was really good with sewing and, like, mm-hmm. making full suits. And, like, I've s- recently she made me some reusable bags that were like different colors inside and out and just wow. yeah that's really cool uh, it's it's interesting to know people's background stories like this too uh, i found that it was very fascinating to talk with uh, benjamin stone when he was here about how much his family influenced him because and then and when you start thinking about it and you w- wonder about yourself or other artists or just other people and how you know it is definitely draw it's a matter of luck of where you're born because you don't choose to i mean even a country and a family and then if you don't get that kind of influence uh, i'm i'm curious and always interest, interested in people and where they pick it up because you know if you didn't get it from your family you, you you're still kind of the master of your own life and hopefully if you have the desire you can pick it up from a, you know some people find it from a teacher or yeah. someone just looks up to like muhammad ali and they just see this guy working so you know there's this different ways to i don't know hopefully kind of just be inspired because we're sponges i just i I like this just idea of how people are formed i guess maybe that's what it is like oh that is a very interesting thing for me yeah Yeah. like i well clearly like i said you're so i don't know why i'm so self-obsessed when i'm always like yeah like i often think about yeah like where where different parts of me comes from and also whether or not i need i should uh, whether or not I have to stay with certain ideas I have about myself. Mm. Um, you know, I, I very consciously like learned last year that, mm. and I realized like you don't have to tell the same story about your life that you always had. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, when I was in elementary school, like outside of like, like in school and not like at home being mm-hmm. a loud person, but like I was really shy mm-hmm. Um, in the first couple of years of elementary school and I always thought that I was like I mean I'm not a quiet person but like I always (laughs) thought that I was I was a little bit shy Mm -hmm. and so um, 
it took me like until like my early 20s to kind of realize like oh like you don't have to be that shy person who doesn't do public speaking yeah that's not in stone or anything that's kind of exactly like myself as well yeah like that's not but i remember it had to be a conscious choice i had to be like okay stop it like what are you doing just stop it because i don't know if it was the same for you but for me it was i just didn't like the I, did, I guess I just didn't like myself. I didn't like the idea of me being that person. It's like just I, so inconvenient to like yeah. not be able to do something because, like, you're you're wor- because you're worried about something when you nothing has ever said that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And um, it's just like this idea that you thought that's <laughs> so a, long that, ago. That's a very yeah. powerful thought. I, I th- being able to change yourself or being able to what you're saying about yourself, just being able to change it. Because, uh, I mean, I guess we all can. It's just a matter of knowing yeah. it. It's like giving yourself permission first, and then you're actually doing it. And, like, you can just, like, you, you will absolutely can do it. Like, you just mm-hmm. have to find out how yeah. to do it. And then if w- and then if that if that way doesn't work, then you just find another way. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember that, yeah, it's, it, I think it's definitely a burden being kind of maybe just too self-conscious like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember yeah. it sucked. I mean... Maybe that's why <laughs> I don't remember. Don't think about much about my childhood because I was like, "Oh, why so shy, dude?" Because <laughs> yeah. I do. I. I but I, yeah. the thing too is like I feel like that kind of. I mean, that makes you who you are. Like maybe For you sure. would be more aware if you see somebody who reminds you of when you're of you when you were young. You can have that kind of empathy and relate yeah, to that person true. in a way that maybe not everyone else can who hasn't had that quiet like alone time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it, whether it's difficult or enjoyable, right? Because sometimes just being by yourself is pretty nice as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 I uh, do actually enjoy some alone time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, not too much, I've learned. <laughs> not months and months. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Um, do you think do you think you're, you plan to stay in Vancouver for a while? I know you're a traveler, it seems like. Uh, oh but as a home man. base, is that is that the goal? Um, I really, I'm not sure yet actually okay. like i don't have like a specific goal in mind like one of the reasons why um sean and i are keeping our overhead so low mm-hmm. um is because you know well first of all like this is just my second year of doing freelance work mm-hmm. so also like i don't want the stress of money to affect my work and uh, that's huge i think yeah. that's so huge yeah and so and yeah and so i i just that's why we're kind of living kind of cheaply and then that also gives us a bit of freedom if we want to live somewhere like berlin for Mm. example i've been thinking about berlin a lot actually it's a good place (laughs) yeah like if you want to if we want to go there for three months or something um i also like sean and i are also both applying for this artist residency in san francisco that's cool so we're like six months like if we get it well what's the worst that could happen again? Like, let's go. You got such a good mentality to, <laughs> towards it. What kind of residency would it be? Um, it's like a six-month artist residency uh, with Art Bubble, okay. I think. And yeah. uh, are any of the expenses paid Bubble. for? Or Red Bubble. Red Bubble. Okay. That's what it's called. <laughs> Don't tell people. They're going to apply too. <laughs> Don't let them. You got to get it. I've actually <laughs> been telling people about it. So, like, I think somebody posted it on one of my Facebook groups. Mm. So... But do you know the conditions yeah. of like is a stay paid for? Is your living expense? It's actually you? paid for. That's like that. Those are yeah. the best kind. That, that's yeah. truly so that you don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go back to applying to some because I, I've only got to go to one, but I, it's such a good experience. I hope I, yeah. Uh, now, now I'm thinking I just gotta go home and apply. <laughs> <It was laughs> like, how have you uh, been picking your projects to work on? Are you at a point yet where you're 
you can say no or are you saying no to projects um i am actually because that's good like i feel like a year and a half ago like before i moved away i felt like um, because at that time i was still working like three days at this day job and mm-hmm. also pursuing a lot of art like art shows and everything and i i started to burn out mm-hmm. <laughs> um i think it's like it's interesting because as a freelance artist you're constantly shifting your game plan you know mm-hmm. like in the first couple of years of graduating um university and then starting to be involved in these different art shows i was doing any art show that i could get in like as many as i could and yeah you know, creating one-off things. And um, it's like I was starting to burn out, saying yes to everything. And that has its time. Like, that was really, really how I met a ton of people Mm -hmm. and how I developed my artwork is by making lots of it. Um, But then eventually, like, I was starting to feel like, oh, you know what, some some things... I think I'm very clear about the value of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and also being aware that sometimes I'm not aware of the value and trying it out anyway. So, like, for example, there is a startup company that wants to do, uh, wants to put vending machines all over the city Mm -hmm. um, of, like, locally made food. Mm -hmm. And they want me to do, like, like a graphic, like, for their machine to cover it, like, Mm -hmm. vinyl cover. And, you know, like, that's something where I know that they're their budget's really small. Because they're a startup. Yeah. So, I'm kind of trying to make it work with them. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, like, even though, like, I, I f- for something like that, I would find a lot of value mm-hmm. in it. Because that's all, I also, in gen- it's kind of a weird thing, but I really like vending machines, too. <laughs> like, I have a bunch at home. I'm learning so much about you. Yeah. You have I a have, bunch at home? I have, well, I have two vending machines. Like, uh, gumball machines and toy machines. Oh, wow. Yeah. One of them I turned into a lamp. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like a lantern. Like creative person, you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have another one that's just like a stand-up one. They but knew how I'm to like, find that would be so cool. I don't know. Yeah, like, like this artist Priscilla really likes vending machines. Let's ask her to make <laughs> art for us. <laughs> they didn't know that when they asked me. You don't know that. That I was, but it, it is interesting because, <laughs> like, um, I find that when you think about what you want to do and you say it out loud or you write things down, things kind of maybe you're just more aware of it. But like mm-hmm. opportunities kind of come that are aligned to what you want Mm -hmm. that's kind of been happening to me in the past like two years that's pretty amazing i guess especially when you're you're letting people know and you're putting the work out that i want to do this yeah yeah there you go (laughs) (laughs) i just want to make art and it's cool that's what i learned too is like you can you don't have to like when you get a job it doesn't have to be like this like well they asked me thing you could always like tell you can just tell people what you want to do and then be like just putting it out there Yeah, 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 yeah you know I guess that's where the collaboration comes in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I said that word wrong. <laughs> okay. Said it weird. What is color? Uh, <laughs> uh, I said document. Like, you know, like, my mom used to say, instead of, like, oh, shit, I don't even know the real word. Okay. Um, what do you call, like, my document? Is it my document? Yeah. Okay. I used to say document. Like Document. The whole document, because my mom called it document. Yeah, just people just yeah. think you're international. Document, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I got to ask them about, so when you're saying, you, you mentioned the value of the projects, do you mean the value of like financial and then the value of it to yourself and what it can add to you? What The value to myself. To yourself. So yeah, part yeah. of it sometimes can be financial, right? Like okay, if yeah. I need, mm-hmm. if I need like to get paid mm-hmm. because 
because the morning we, we need in to get Vancouver. Paid. Yeah, exactly. Food and sleep. <laughs> Please pay us. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah, don't make us chase you. And actually, you know, if I'm being honest here, like a lot of it has to do with like, um, you know, people are gonna see it a lot, and if it's something that I'm really excited about, mm -hmm. and maybe they can offer me something, anything, mm -hmm. yeah. Like because you do, you're gonna want to do it. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. Like as a trade or yeah, something. Just something, but some it, it would yeah. be for something. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, like haircuts and stuff, massage. Yeah. I've done ones for massages. Hey, I'll, I'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you do you think of your do you have to think of yourself as a brand when you're creating work? Is it something like is that a thought? Um, yeah. yeah. I guess it is sometimes because like I. But it, I don't think about it as like I have to be a brand. I just kind of like things to be cohesive. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I've noticed that. Yeah, because y you definitely have a look, and then it's a style that you're talking about. I think it's just so cool that you've been developing that style. You're saying ten years, or you you just got these yeah. the connections throughout your life. It, it seems like even just with the look of the art. When were you first aware of? your I, I hate to use the word but of your style like when were you first when did you realize that what you're doing is a look and then you kept pursuing it i think like pretty early as soon as i started doodling that way really? the reason oh. why i kept doodling that way because i was like this is this i like this <laughs> look do you think you know yourself um i think there i think i know parts of myself like but i i think part of making art is like the fact that, like learning about myself like mm -hmm. from what i end up seeing on my paper mm -hmm. yeah that's really inspiring yeah i don't know i want to be like that <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds i cool. mean it's a combination and i go through phases because you know like lately i i haven't taken the whole like, like experimental like route as much Mm -hmm. because you know pe when people are hiring me for certain jobs they want a specific look mm -hmm. you know and so you know n after years of ironing out the style like i have certain motifs that i will reuse mm -hmm. um consciously yeah. <laughs> so i'm not always like i don't know what's gonna happen in the yeah, end yeah. it's like a mix well you have your tools um, now yeah, yeah i'd like to one of my goals i guess a concrete another goal, one I yeah another <laughs> one of my goals is just to create a new body of work like, cool. and yeah how new how uh, do you mean new or different um just like where where it's just art for me or for a show mm, yeah, like, yeah like nothing like for a wall or for some kind of collaboration so you think i just want to do it all basically i that's that's what i yeah all these questions i'm asking you about <laughs> all the things you want to do it sounds like you're you just yeah, you, right now or like tomorrow but, I, like but <laughs> I, and I, I but i believe you're going to do it all too just because you have been i i ha like i just what i do is like i have you know okay so I don't know why this is relevant, but like, okay, so the employer that I work with mm -hmm. for five years before I quit that job to move to Harrison Hot Springs, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> um, she's like the most, her name's Stacy, and she was like the most inspiring person for me turning into my mid-twenties. Um, you know, she is an entrepreneur, she's this like powerhouse, like wow. so inspiring. Where was I going with this? What was your question? Well, uh, you doing everything. And you, oh yeah, she gave me a really good tip because I was doing visual merchandising and mm -hmm. window displays, and she was like, "Dream big, whittle down." Mm. And so I, I, de I, that's what I do. Is like I'll have ideas that are like kind of stupid sometimes, or like 
crazy. That's how they start. So yeah. yeah. And then like I'll have a list of crazy ideas. And then, you know, when the time comes, yeah. then I slot them in. That's awesome. So you, you, you do think we're going to see an art show from you soon? An art show from you soon? I'm um, sure I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, you don't I think it's going to be an art show? Year. Okay. I thought that last year. I don't have anything planned. But like I'm also... It's kind of weird. I haven't really pursued gallery representation at all. But nobody says you have to, right? It's just yeah. I'm wondering if you want to. I don't so. know. When I was in Berlin, mm-hmm. like kept, like end of September, beginning of o- October, mm-hmm. um, it gave me this idea that, yeah, like I could just, if I can find a place that's affordable to rent, like there's all these pop-up places, I mm-hmm. could just do a show there. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like I, I think I'd have to make it worthwhile where like – I'd have to maybe like see if I can hire people to help me with like the marketing mm-hmm. and the PR aspect yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. But also, well, that's what a gallery is for, really. If yeah. you can find one, yeah, yeah, you should just find a residency there in Berlin. Yeah, I don't think there's any in Berlin directly. But there's some outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I remember noticing yeah. some outside. But if you do outside and you just do a show in Berlin, that's true. Dream, yeah, dream big. <laughs> it just when I was in Berlin, it just made. I mean, I could think. Th- I'm trying to think that way about Vancouver. But yeah. in Berlin, I just felt like you could do anything you want. Like you could, you could sell a bread out of your window if you wanted to. You could make like set up a table in the park. And Was it sell a feeling it. or is it true? You know what I mean? It's like, true. It's true. It's Meaning true. you've noticed people just, just like them, it's the American dream or whatever. Just if you want to do it, you do it, and you it becomes a life. Um. Well, I guess like I was with my friend, and you know, like she's an artist as well, Andrew mm-hmm. Wan, and mm-hmm. she actually has that kind of attitude you know yeah. like she I, I guess in a and she really inspires me but i think in some ways like the way that she talked about berlin she says that it's kind of on its way out mm-hmm. in a hmm. way okay um but she said that when she first got there like six years ago it just felt like you know you could start like the spaces are so much cheaper mm. that you can just sort of set out like to do whatever crazy idea you wanted and and maybe it's less true now in mm-hmm. Berlin, but at the same time, like we were just wandering around, I think it's Krisenberg or something, mm-hmm. but it di- I did have a feeling. That's it, awesome. That's a really good like, feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there were flea, there were flea markets everywhere mm-hmm. and there were, mar- I saw a bunch of markets and, um, all these galleries that she showed us, like they didn't really look like gallery. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> There's yeah. like. I don't know. It was really It just sounds like exciting. you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. yeah. It's so valuable, right? Yeah. But that yeah. can ha- that's here too. Oh, yeah, here I'm, too. and I'm not saying yeah, yeah it's not. But uh, isn't it fascinating how how much the cost of life affects your I guess it sounds it's the risk taking maybe. You know what you're yeah. talking about kind of the, if your rent is cheap, th- how much more art can you do and experiment versus have to make the yeah. living, right? Yeah. And that's what I took from from coming back to him and we already had that idea when we moved back to vancouver to live as cheap as possible yeah. but like even like i was looking for a studio for two months mm-hmm. and um everything was 200 dollars plus right mm-hmm. but i just was really like firm on like i just i was like 200 dollars would be like a lot of extra weight on me when i don't really quite know what's gonna happen and what's gonna come out of it too right yeah, yeah. yeah. and also i've had studios before where i felt like I don't know, like, it was a burden, mm-hmm. in a way. And so I just, like, just, I waited it out, and I find that it's on the perfect spot that fit my budget. You're just huh. very smart. <laughs> I just waited it out. Uh, when you talked about um, 
advancing or ex experimenting within your style, do you know where you want to take it or what you want to change in it? Do, do you foresee where you want to... Like, is there a goal? Like, a <sighs> It doesn't have to be, yeah. but do you, when you look at your artwork, do you know what you want to change or how to develop it farther? It, is that a thought? Like, is that conscious? Yeah. So, okay. So She's smiling. She knows full, everything. <laughs> full, like, what's like, what, what do people say? Disclosure. Full disclosure? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't been sketching very much or doing life drawing enough lately. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that, you know, when I have had that practice, that it does influence my very abstract work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it should be so, right? Yeah. Because it's the same thing as, like, you know, like when when I'm taking mental pictures of textures around the city that I like, good combos and stuff, like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not drawing realistic portraits of people's faces, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, me practicing doing that, it affects what comes out, what I put in my brain yeah. and my skills comes out. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I know is... Because I've been feeling, like, a little bit, like, of a creative block recently. And, you know, it hasn't... I hadn't... I haven't felt that for a, for a couple of years. Actually. You know why? But I think it's because I haven't been drawing from life as much. Hmm. And I've been kind of like doing a lot of commercial projects and stuff, which have been challenging in a different way. It is, yeah. right? And then when you, I, th I think once you start working too much for someone else, you, it's almost like you forget or you lose that muscle of. Uh, not needing a reason to create for yourself right because there's always a goal and then when it comes down to making work for yourself you're like oh why why do i do this right i don't right. know if you felt that though that was kind of my experience and especially for me working full-time in an animation studio one every day is you're making something for someone there's a purpose is going to be here and then yeah it's like looking for reasons or knowing why to make work for yourself yeah and also i'm kind of looking for maybe i'm looking for another new constraint Mm. You know, it's like when well, I'm 28, so I started doing it when I was 15. Is that 13 years? Nice, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's time to do something slightly different too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm really um, excited to get this new studio and start. I want to do new paintings. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. Bigger for you. paintings, yeah. actually. So you're gonna go now in the middle because you're saying you're doing yeah. small. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done like something in the middle that's not small, too small, and not like a wall. Mm. I very actually, much. I actually had a question written down. When was your last creative block? So you just answered it. Yeah, like yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have advice for people who want to be freelancing? Um. Okay. First of all, you're gonna need lots of pep talks to yourself so write those things down on your wall yeah <laughs> um i like that advice. yeah and also like i don't know like i did i did uh, a lot of artwork and freelance work when i was still like working at the store mm -hmm. I, I started off working five days a week and then i slowly went down to four and then three days and um you know like i was trying to like get into the art scene and do all these different shows and i was mm. also painting i think it's just like it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're moving like mm -hmm. you just have to like hit a wall like try yeah i yeah. don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's such an inspiring pep talk just hit do a wall, it yeah, like yeah. <laughs> i don't know but it's kind of funny because like i think i saw on your instagram once that you're like that you paint on your like lunch breaks yeah. and stuff i had to do that too you know like it's the struggle yeah yeah uh, i was doing inktober 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to, like, do some in, like, 20 minutes. And I'd eat for 10, kind of thing. I only had a 30-minute break. Uh, and it's... Fortunately, unfortunately, you kind of have to do that. Uh, if you really want to move somewhere, it's like you're saying, you just got... Yeah, if you, if you want to do it and life gets in the way for whatever reason, you just kind of have to do it. Yeah. Do you have any... Yeah, and the thing is, like, you know when you just keep trying and doing it and like doing things like you don't really know where they're gonna go mm-hmm. like like you might not even be aware of how that's helped you like maybe oh, yeah. you know I, I, I don't know if i'm explaining that no, right you are yeah yeah so it's like just like go hit some walls and go like tr- just i don't know just go and just introduce yourself to people <laughs> <laughs> When you're at different art shows mm-hmm. and just try to get into these shows and some things will work, some things won't. And um, by the time you're at that point, you've already learned so much. Mm-hmm. So just like, and like nothing's going to explode. Like yeah. one good motto is just like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I really like your motto. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to work. Uh, do you have any rituals or um, habits that you have that help you with your artwork? With my artwork. Or just in your day-to-day. It doesn't have to be art. I'm learning that I definitely need to go for walks. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to exercise. Uh, because it affects how I, how I see everything. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't exercise and I don't go for fresh air, it affects my artwork. It actually affects everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so go, go for walks, <laughs> I guess. Go What's another? Just go be healthy, people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What was your question? Was like, what would I? What do you know? Your uh, rituals and habits. Oh, things you do to help help your day function better. Yeah, definitely going for walks makes the function a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, Something new that I've tried, but I stopped recently, was like tarot cards. (laughs) That was a thing. Yeah, like just like pulling out um, three tarot cards every day, and just like one of them will tell you where you're at where you need to go to get to where you want to be mm-hmm. and um i don't know like i don't know how tarot cards work but i find it kind of f- helps me focus are they always positive goal. um no they're no, not always that's positive. something i would, <laughs> would worry about but well they it's not it's never nothing is ever like fully negative or positive right it's just kind of so like watch out for this thing watch out for being lazy kinda, or think about this okay kind of yeah, thing yeah. Uh, what's another thing that i do i don't know i'm not the healthiest person i know that like like I know what to do to have good mental health and to like, you know, be a healthy artist, but I don't always do it. Mm, yeah, that's it. It's like everyone. It's hard. Yeah, to, hard to be able to do it all in a twenty-four hour day. Yeah. I think it's also really important to talk to people in your day. <laughs> oh, that's if what, you're alone yeah. all the time. That's what I wanted to ask you: is that yeah. do you feel like you have a community and a kind of like a tribe you belong to? Yeah, actually, I really feel that strongly in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I feel like, especially as a female artist, like there's mm-hmm. there's such like generous, um, talented female artists in Vancouver oh, yeah. who are just so generous with information, with like giving you a pep talk, like <laughs> yeah. I, I like that a lot, and yeah. I'm noticing, yeah, the, the movements. Even you shared something, although I don't know if it's initiated in Vancouver, but you're. Did you have your work shared? Was it women who draw, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, p- there are lots of um, Instagram pages. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called. Yeah. Pages and Accounts, stuff where yeah. they, like, feature 
different female artists. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel that all over the world. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but in particular in Vancouver, it's just like there's a group of people. A lot of them are connected to Thrive Studios. Yeah, and that's a pretty big one. Yeah. yeah like just anybody involved in that has been just so nice. And that's just a group of. And unpretentious and just welcoming mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Group of talents and yeah, yeah. hardworking, yeah, and also entrepreneurial people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we're s- kind of running out of time. I'll throw a couple more questions at you before we have to wrap up. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. What's your What's your biggest failure? Biggest failure. Holy crap! I didn't know this question was gonna come uh, up. I didn't know either until now. Um. <laughs> okay. So. This is definitely, my answer is like almost like a work interview answer, but like, (laughs) I don't know. The first thing that comes to mind for me um, is in the past, I have let like experiences with working with um, like people in the arts, people who are kind of like gate holders and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I've let like certain interactions like really weigh me down for a long time Mm -hmm. where it's like this big thing in my month or something Mm -hmm. and I've learned to like like have a perspective on everything to Mm -hmm. shift my perspective if like or like with anything I also is that a was that your question like biggest failure failure. yeah so I've had it before where I've been so obsessed with like an interaction that I had like there was this um person who there was this like curator who had an online um gallery Mm -hmm. And um, there was this, I was like a very new artist at the time. And um, I kind of fucked something up. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, the way that, and I I really, I feel like I held my end into fixing the issue. But the interaction was incredibly negative. Like, Mm -hmm. um, like what happened was I, you know, she was showing some of my artwork on the website. And I had not realizing, like, um, applied for this art competition with those pieces mm. and you know I, I had said like you know what I'm really sorry about this because I got into the competition mm-hmm. and um, I was my work was going to be shown so I was like I was like I'll still give you your percentage and I'll give the gallery their, their percentage too okay. I just want to be in this yeah, yeah, yeah. show and I don't know I feel like she could have offered a little bit more grace but I was to say yeah. uh, it doesn't sound like and it's but like it bothered this whole thing, yeah. the situation like hell like weighed down on me for so long, like maybe a month. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like this sinking feeling in my chest for like all day for like a month kind of thing. <sighs> and I had to so. learn perspective. Like mm-hmm. you know, this is just one person, and this is how they reacted. And and it's, that, that's know? a crappy part is some people are able to have such a big effect on you and such. A, I mean, positive and negative, right? That's, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that was like a huge fail i think in a way like for me like just mm-hmm. like f- fucking up and yeah. then like also just letting like not being able to forgive myself too i was just like i felt so bad but also it doesn't sound like, so terrible though from <laughs> the story right. you're telling it's almost the other person maybe overreacted or something um yeah but like letting that bother me yeah. for that long yeah. yeah uh this may be along the same lines but i like to ask that question is that what advice would you give yourself before you went to emily Carr? before i went to emily Carr? yeah um, maybe take a year off <laughs> before you get into my car. Yeah. Um, Do you think you would have lost the habit of studying if you didn't? Or if you did take a break? I didn't really have a great habit of studying <laughs> in high school. Like, 
I was like, actually, I was looking back on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I was doing this. I was bored. But like, I was scrolling <laughs> through like 2006, 2007. So I was like 16 and 17 and mm-hmm. looking through my Facebook. And so much of what's on my page um, is like, me being like, is anybody working on this paper? It's like mm-hmm. 3 a.m. or something. <laughs> and like, the habits were not there. Yeah. So it is funny that, like, you say that I'm hardworking and I, I know that I am. You are, definitely but are. I haven't always felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, like, oh shit, it's due tomorrow. Like, and then there'd be, you know, there's like people on Facebook who are doing the same thing. So mm. I was like in that group. You're not the only one. <laughs> no. Well, but it, it's, but it does sound like you've maybe just haven't found your medium until uh, then meaning now you're doing what you love and yeah. that's why you're able to work so hard because you're doing what you love yeah that makes sense <sighs> thank you so much I, I i'm so inspired and i think i'll have to digest this conversation it's <laughs> uh, th- been really great uh, honestly this yeah you're just a an inspiring person and i was i was expecting this to be great and it turned out to be, to be even better so uh, thank you very so happy. much no like, thank you i'm yeah. so happy uh you should let people know how they can uh, find you um, best way to contact me or just see what I'm up to is Instagram. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram handle is at Priscilla U Art. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> website PriscillaU.ca. Oh, yeah. PriscillaU.ca. Uh, very nice. <laughs> I got you. Don't You don't Thank have to worry. Go look at her website. Uh, we can all uh, learn something from Priscilla. Awesome website. Also, look at her <laughs> uh, setup for Art Breakers. That was really cool. I uh, really hope we can do Art Breakers again next year. Me too. And it's going to level up. I'm sure you're you're going to have two floors, a two-story setup or something because you're so ambitious. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to learn more about Creative Theory Podcast, go to Instagram and Facebook. Uh, say hi. It's a good place to hang out. Love you all. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.